You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. LeBron James did not put up 40. No, 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 no. He did not. But boy, uh, he said he wasn't, it wasn't about him making a statement. Uh, but that first half, or, or I should say the first quarter, um, Lakers were up 35-9. to nine. Uh, Talk about a team making a statement, that's for sure. Anita Marks with you. Uh, the Anita Marks show with you until noon this afternoon. And uh, we're, we're, we're locked and loaded. Obviously, a lot of NBA talk. Getting you ready for the Knicks game that comes your way at 1 o'clock this afternoon. So really excited about that. Your pregame show, your Knicks game you'll be able to listen to right here on 98.7 ESPN. Moke Hamilton, as always, will join us uh, in, in about, oh, 23 minutes uh, to do a deep dive into that matchup with the Knicks. Also, we'll look big picture in and around the league. Uh, one team has already swept the 76ers, so uh, they have time now to hopefully get Embiid healthy. Waiting to see what happens in that Boston Atlanta series. The Bucks, no Giannis, they lose last night to the Knicks. I mean, I'm sorry, to the the Miami Heat. So interesting what happens there. Boston, I think a big reason why uh, they had issues last season was because they weren't closing out series, and they just got tired and injured as uh, as the postseason progressed. So uh, we'll look big picture around the NBA and a number of of. Uh, you know, obviously series that are taking place. Um, also, getting you ready for the draft. This week, it all starts. The NFL draft. Thursday night will be round one. Uh, Friday night will be round two. Uh, Saturday, the remainder rounds. Uh, so Steve Verderosa, good friend of mine, former scout for the Giants for over 30 years, um, is going to be joining us on the program today. We'll talk about what uh, he thinks the Jets should do with that number 13 pick. Um, I'll tee up for him some of the players that the Giants are looking at, at um, picking uh, at, at 23. Is it 23 or 25? I, I keep on forgetting that. And um, and, and also we'll, we'll talk about the quarterbacks. Because I do believe C.J. Stroud is going to be the first quarterback selected. So we'll get into all that discussion. You could wager, obviously, what I love about the draft is you could wager on the draft now, which is really fantastic and a lot of fun. Greg Wyshynski, the pub daddy, will join us as well. Unfortunately, the Rangers lose to the Devils last night 2-1. So that series now at 2-1. And you've got the Islanders going at it today. Uh, against the Hurricanes. And so we'll look big picture, what's going on in NHL postseason with the Puck Daddy as well. And we'll take your calls throughout. 800-919-3776. By the way, this portion of the show uh, presented by Crystal Springs Resorts, New York City's closest luxury resort. Enjoy family and getaway couples retreats, girlfriends getaways, or golf trips with the guys. Plan your next weekend getaway at Crystal Springs Resort. Dot com. So make sure you do that. Uh, I do want to spend the first few minutes of the show talking about the Lakers game last night. Again, they beat the Grizzlies 111 to 101. Um, John Morant came back and put on a show. Talk about somebody who scored 40. Well, he scored 45. Also had 13 assists and nine rebounds. He was one rebound away from a triple-double uh, coming back from that hand injury where he said uh, his soreness on a scale of 1 to 10 was 10 so uh, didn't play the previous game. Obviously came back and, and just looked so great last night. But unfortunately, this Memphis team uh, was not able to win uh, on his coattails. Uh, so the Lakers did win, 111-101. to 101. But obviously the big storyline here was Dylan Brooks, 
him coming out after last week's game saying that uh, poking the bear, saying that LeBron James is old. He doesn't respect anyone unless they're putting up 40 points. So um, he played 19 minutes, Dylan Brooks. He played 19 minutes and he was ejected after hitting LeBron James in the groin. Seven points, two rebounds, zero assist. Needless to say, uh, the entire Lakers team came out with a vengeance as you saw in the first quarter, going up 35 to nine. I just don't, here's the thing. I don't understand what makes a player think that bulletin board material is good, especially for a Lakers team, especially talking, um, you know, that type of, you know what, against uh, which many people feel is the greatest of all time. Obviously, uh, that's, that's, that's an entire debate. Um, but nonetheless, as we know, one of the best players uh, to ever play the game. LeBron James played 36 minutes. He was 10 of 20, 0 of 4 from downtown. Um, He had nine rebounds, five assists, and put up 25 points. Let's listen in. This is LeBron James' postgame in regard to the hit that he took in his groin from Dylan Brooks. Uh, You know, me just focusing on the game plan. And uh, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of game to be played when that uh, that, uh, incident happens. So, uh, you know, just trying to get up. protect my uh my crown jewels and uh move on to the next play (laughs) the king protecting his crown jewels here's the thing i don't get it and and we've got we got tom and joe who are producing the show i just i don't understand the whole like hitting another athlete in the groin with men I, i i don't like I, I don't, you know, when, when women play sports against one another, like we're, we're not hitting each other in the privates. It, it doesn't even occur to us. It's not even a thing. LeBron, you know, we see Dylan Brooks do it with LeBron. We've seen Draymond Green do it with LeBron. We've seen Draymond Green do it with Steven Adams. We've seen a number of players, specifically in the NBA, do it. And I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, like, I don't understand. Like, why is that even a thing? It, like, shouldn't there be this, shouldn't, guys, shouldn't there, there be this, like, underlining rule that, like, you don't go there? Well, as a former athlete myself, I would like to say on behalf of whoever started that trend, thank you, because you just made everybody's life miserable uh, for doing so. But, I mean, I don't know. It should be a rule or, like, some sort of underwritten rule, but... I, I mean, it's not going to stop. Like, accidental contact is one thing, but intentionally doing it is just taking it to a whole nother level. It's just beyond ridiculous. And then, and then one could argue, right? Like, was it accidental contact? I went back and and I looked at the video over and over and over again. And you know, LeBron had the ball. He was looking for like a behind the back um, crossover, and Dylan Brooks was was you know obviously trying to play defense, but. I, come on. I, I, I just, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't quite get it. Anyway, here's LeBron James on whether or not uh, he feels that Dylan Brooks should be suspended moving forward. I'm not a part of the committee, so he's in a lineup. If he's out of lineup, we got to prepare no matter what. Look forward to the challenges that Monday will bring. So LeBron James, prior to this game, after the game, really not wanting to get into it. I totally understand. There's bigger fish to fry than Dylan Brooks. I understand it. Uh, by the way, um, if you listened to the show yesterday, I had like a plethora of LeBron James bets that I was playing. His over-under in regard to points was 25. Um, 
And um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. His over-under in regard to points was 28 and a half. I had the over. I didn't think he was going to score 40. But I did feel that he would score more than 28 and a half. Unfortunately, he did not. He only scored 25. So lost that. Over-under in regard to rebounds was nine and a half. He only scored nine. So he was one rebound short of winning that prop bet. The over-under in regard to assists were five and a half. I said take the under. Sure enough, five. So he was one assist away from hitting the, the over. So that prop bet actually won. He was over under two and a half three-pointers. He was 0 for 4 from behind the arc. I said take the under. Sure enough, that won. So two and two in regard to those prop bets. Um, His par points assist and rebound total, I want to say was 42 and a half. I said take the under. So won that. So now I'm sitting at three and two. But my two favorite bets... (laughs) My two favorite bets were LeBron with a double-double. Sure enough, he missed that by one rebound. He had nine rebounds. He didn't have 10. So woe is me. I lost that. And my other favorite bet was LeBron James over points and rebounds at 37 and a half. And obviously, do the math, at uh, 20, 25 and 9, uh, he comes up at, uh, at 20, right, 24, right? Do the math, Anita. Come on, girl. Um, at 34. So didn't hit that. So my two, fa- <laughs> so my two favorite prop bets with LeBron James, he did not hit. I should have known. Here's the thing. I should have known the odds makers out there. I'm sure inflated these numbers, knowing that a number of people were expecting LeBron James to come out and like, have a game. You would have won money if you just would have taken the under in everything that was offered in the prop bet market for LeBron James. You would have made a killing. You would have made a fortune. And that's really what we should have done. But nonetheless, um, here we are. So now the Lakers are up on this series 2-1. And I still feel that Memphis is the better team. I still believe that Memphis is going to win this series. But hopefully enough drama, and the drama now has put been placed behind us uh hopefully moving forward we will see Uh, by the way this portion of the show brought to you by skyway golf course out there in jersey city i know weather conditions not great today uh but if you listen to our uh, golf show that uh we just had just a last hour weather conditions are supposed to be really really beautiful and nice monday tuesday and wednesday so hopefully you head out there to Skyway Golf Course. Anita Marks with you uh, for uh, for the morning up until noon this afternoon, getting you ready for Knicks and the Cavs. Game four at the Garden, 800-919-3776. Let's load up the calls. Oz and Adam, I see you guys will be first up. Again, Anita Marks with you on this Sunday fun day. Boy, what a fun day it's got to be for Knicks fans, especially if you're heading to the Garden and you've got a ticket to that. Man, that's the golden ticket. Uh, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Because I've got a golden ticket. It's garden, man. Yeah, what can I say? It was loud. Fun to play in, man. You know, as a basketball player, you kind of grow up thinking about moments like these. You know, it was, it was electric in there, and, uh, you know, happy we get to come back Sunday. So so the boy's name was Charlie, right? It was Charlie. Who, oh, this was his grandfather. Right? What was his grandfather's name? Do we remember? That would be Grandpa Look, Joe as Joe Leo. Stop! Look at you guys! I'm so impressed. <laughs> and they all remember they all slept in the same bed. How many? How many? How many family members were in that bed? Was there like seven or something like that? They all slept in the same bed. I was gonna say like six off the top of my head, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie quiz right here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, that was RJ Barrett talking about the atmosphere at the garden. Uh, you, you've got to account for it. Absolutely. Especially a very young uh, squad with this Cavs team, not a lot of playoff experience having to deal with that type of intensity, the decibel level um, at the garden, really unbelievable. And, uh, and again, that is the golden ticket today, boy. Uh, if you're heading out to the garden, I'd love to hear from you. 800-919-3776. Uh, let's go to Adam in Huntington. Adam, you're up. What's up? Uh, good morning, Anita. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Um, so first off, I want to give a big shout-out to Tobias Harris for his big game yesterday. 25 points, 12 boards to uh, sweep the nets, representing Long Island High School basketball. And uh, following that, I want to bring up the idea that the Sixers' big four is as good as anybody in the East to go to the championship. You got, you got a, an awesome coach in Doc Rivers. You got Embiid, Harden, Maxey, and Harris. I think they, they can match up easily with Milwaukee or Boston. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, listen, I love Maxey a lot. Um, unfortunately, I love I wasn't a winner yesterday. Um, I I was I was playing his over point total because Embiid was was inactive, and Maxi ended up only with 16 points. Um, he was one of four from three. He was six of 20 from the field. So um, Tobias Harris uh, ended up with 25 points. 
Uh, Reed had 10. Maxi had 16. Harden had 17. Yeah, listen, Embiid, Harden, Maxi, Harris. Um, yeah, and and here here's the positive for the 76ers. They swept. They swept. Now Boston, uh, unfortunately, they lo- they lost to Atlanta on Friday night. So now they've got another game. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta wins again. Um, you've got uh, Marcus Smart, who's coming in. He's going to be questionable for the game. Uh, Trey Young and Murray both combining for, uh, what, 55 points uh, in, in that game at home. So I, I, I do – Atlanta's just a much different team at home than they are away, like many teams are, hence the Golden State Warriors. So uh, would not be surprised if the 76ers now – uh, with the fact that they have a, a lot of time to rest, especially if, let's say, Atlanta ties up that series later on this afternoon and that series goes the distance, wow, now 76ers are going to have a lot of time for Embiid to get healthy. Let's go to Oz in Queens before we take our next break. We've got Moe Hamilton who's going to be joining us. We'll do a deeper dive into that Knicks series. Oz, welcome in. Good morning. Hey, Nita. Good morning. Um, been on the losing streak a little bit um, as far as betting and stuff. Uh, what do you? What are like your best XFL bets and like NBA bets um, for today? Oh wow! Um, <laughs> Oz, thanks for thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, re- really quick, uh, just to talk about the XFL before we take a break. And again, Moke Hamilton is going to be joining us, and uh, we'll do a deeper dive into that Knicks game against the Cavs later on this after for this this afternoon. Um, so yesterday. The Guardians went up against the Battlehawks. Battlehawks won 53-28. to The Battlehawks needed to put up a ton of points. They were and, and still are competing to try to get into the postseason. So uh, that over hit. Uh, the Guardians, who played great defense uh, the last few games, did not show up for this game. So the Battlehawks now are sitting at 7-3, and and they put up a ton of points. So they're sitting pretty right now to make it into the postseason. Now, the, D- the D.C. Defenders at 9-1, and one, they've already made it into the postseason. Yesterday, they went up against the Brahmas. So now the Brahmas, unfortunately, lost by a point. So now the Brahmas are out. And because the Brahmas are out, the Renegades immediately now advance into the postseason. At 3 o'clock this afternoon, you have the Houston Roughnecks going up against the Arlington Renegades. This will be the matchup next week. In the playoffs. So, you know, do they start their starters? Yes. How long do they play their starters? Are they going to play a very vanilla style of, um, you know, offense? Because you don't want to show your cards. Roughnecks are hosting. There's, there's, there, the Renegades are playing for nothing because the Brahmas lost. So, I, so my play here is, Oz, my play here is the under- under 40 because I just I think these teams are, are not going to play their starters a lot I th- this this game is means nothing to either team and again you don't want to show your hand for next week so in that Roughnecks Renegades game I like the under and at seven o'clock later on tonight you've got the Vipers going up against the Sea Dragons the Sea Dragons need to win and they need to win convincingly because the Battlehawks beat the Guardians 53 to 28 this line opened up at eight and a half. I got it at eight and a half on Sunday. 
I'm, I'm sorry, on Friday, it's Sunday. Now this line is up to 10. I'm still going to play it. Sea Dragons have the most talent on offense, right? Philip Lindsay, now they're running back. Danucci, their quarterback. Josh Gordon, their wide receiver. So I'm going to lay the 10. If you could get it at 9.5, if you could buy the hook down to 9.5, I would. I also like the over here at 47.5 because the Sea Dragons as well are going to have to put up a lot of points, and they will be able to do that against the Vipers. So that's how I would play the two XFL games this afternoon. Okay, Roughnecks Renegades over 40, and I will lay the points with the Sea Dragons. Hopefully you can get it at nine and a half. And also I like the over at 47 and a half. All right, when we get back. Uh, let's, uh, let's do a deep dive into this Knicks-Cavs series and this game later on today at the Garden. One o'clock is tip-off. You'll be able to listen to that game right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Moke Hamilton joins us like he does each and every Sunday morning. Excited to have you on the show, Moke. How about those Knicks, baby? Yeah, yeah, they 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 making they making some noise. They they making you remember a uh, uh, time in years past when they would actually win playoff series, right? And like get to the second round. What what a time to be alive. There are uh, pretty much an entire generation of Knicks fans that don't know what the second round or what the Eastern Conference Finals look like and you you can dream now, you know, like this team has given you that hope. And, yeah, it's funny for uh, for Coach Tibbs to, to mention defense when, uh, like you said, you know, the Cavs couldn't even crack 80 on Friday night. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I expect a better effort from them today, and I'm expecting a very competitive contest in game four at MSG. Well, let's look back uh, before we do look forward and what has been the, the, secret, the secret sauce. Uh, to me, it's been bench play especially this game one and game three uh, bench play this last game, game three, the Knicks 39 points from their uh, bench, only 14 points from the Cleveland Cavaliers bench. So uh, obviously a more well-rounded team with the Knicks. And number two is rebounding. Uh, You know, the team that has won the rebounding battle has won the game in the first three uh, matchups. So to me, rebounding and bench play so crucial if the Knicks want to take the series to three one. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think those are definitely keen observations. And the other thing, you know, what, what I what I kind of realized, Anita, is um, I think you know Donovan Mitchell is is going to score his points. You know what I mean? Like this guy's a true superstar in the league, and you shouldn't expect that you're going to be able to you know, keep him from, from getting his buckets. But what you want to do is you want to make him as inefficient as possible. So Friday night, you know, he ends up shooting just nine for 19, which isn't terrible, but, you know, it's also not great. And um, the, the other thing that I think was, was really effective was just the defensive scheming and planning around Darius Garland. Um, you know, the, the, the Cavaliers did miss some open shots, but a lot of the time, when you see a player as talented as Garland, you know, end the night four for 21, uh, shooting shooting just 90% from the field, a lot of the time it's schematic things that cause them to shoot so poorly and so inefficiently. Uh, a lot of the time, you know, you have guys trapping on pick and rolls, you have other defenders, you know, coming in and helping from weak, weak sides, closing out on three-point shooters, um, of which Garland is a very, very respectable one. So, you know, I think I think that's probably the formula if you're the Knicks, right? Between 
Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, and Karis LeVert, you can't have all three of those guys playing efficient basketball, and you can't have those three guys giving you, you know, 60 to 65 points. So if you're the Knicks, that's, that's really what your focus is. And I think that a lot of it has to do with Garland and Mitchell because they always have the ball in their hands, and they're the ones that are causing the defensive breakdowns and helping to create the open looks for, for some of their shooters or, you know, some of the lanes for, uh, for their big guys to get to the basket. So I think that the game plan really starts and ends with staying in front of those guys, Cleveland's backcourt, and the Knicks obviously did a great job of that on Friday night. You know, Donovan Mitchell, 38 points, 9 of 19. I'm sorry, 38 minutes, 9 of 19. He had 22 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Mobley had 10 rebounds. Garland, 33 minutes, but only 10 points. He was 4 of 21, just to kind of give you an idea of uh, the exceptional defense uh, that was played by the Knicks. And, and of course, uh, if, if you were watching the game on TV, uh, the visible frustration with Donovan Mitchell uh, on uh, on on the side bench, that's for sure. Uh, R.J. Barrett, nineteen points, eight rebounds, three assists. Um, you know, is is this just a matter of just a dude who plays better in Manhattan than he does on the road, Moke? Uh, I mean, I think I think you can probably say that. I think you can probably say that at least in the playoffs. And um, you know, I know that there's been a lot of chatter. You know, R.J. has been one of my uh, one of my favorite guys to cover in the mix in a while. Um, not only because he has the Jamaican roots, you know, even though there might be a little bit of bias there, but one thing I definitely will have to give him is that he's mentally tough, you know. And from the beginning when the Knicks decided to make him their pick years ago, uh, the thought from the front office was that aside from everything else, he had the, the, the mental toughness to succeed in New York. Whether you want to say he's succeeding, you know, I think that's um, it's probably a matter of, uh, of personal interpretation. But whether, you know, he, he's sort of like Tom Thibodeau in that he doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low. You know what I mean? Like, he shows up, he plays hard, he does his job, and you know what? Some nights he has good nights and some nights he has bad nights. But I think if you're, I think if you're a Knicks fan, what you should really take solace in is the fact that, you know, Julius didn't have his... I mean, Julius is obviously still kind of rounding back into shape after missing the, the past couple of games, uh, the, the final few games of the regular season, I should say. He's just 3 for 15 from the field. And this guy's your top gun. Uh, maybe you can say, you know, he and Jalen Brunson are one A and one B. But at the end of the day, you know, the Knicks were still able to win a pivotal game in a playoff series. Jalen Brunson deserves a lot of credit for that, obviously. But... Brunson needed a number two guy, right? Like he needed somebody to step up in the, I guess you can call it absence of Julius Randle. He needed somebody to come there, give the team some efficient points, and just help kind of take some of the pressure off of him, particularly when the Cavaliers realized he was the one that had it going and were sort of focusing their defense on him. So, um, you know, RJ deserves credit for that. You know, RJ ended the night 8 for 12, 19 points. Eight assists, like you said, Anita. And if not for those baskets, it might have been the Knicks that were struggling to score the ball. It might have been them ending up with 79. It might have been them ending up on the wrong side of a 2-1 series deficit. So uh, I, I think he deserves some credit for that. And frankly, it was nice to see on his part because of how poorly he played the first couple games of the season and also because of what people have been saying about him. And, 
you know, um, suggesting that, uh, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks should get rid of him, <laughs> you know. So n- nice bounce-back performance for R.J. for sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot of Knicks fans, obviously, who are big R.J. Barrett supporters for sure. Uh, and everything I hear about him is a really, really nice young man. Um, you know, when, when when you look at this Knicks team, Moke, and you and I have talked about it, Moke Hamilton joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, uh, you know, they, they don't have, I, as you know, I like to call it an alpha, like an alpha dog. They don't have a Steph Curry. They don't have a LeBron. They don't have an AD. They don't have a KD. They don't have a, right? Um, but uh, But what they do have are a lot of, you know, B players and a lot of chemistry and unity that, bring them together that as a whole, as a collective unit to me are playing just as good at basketball with a team that has an alpha or has two. And you could say, all right, well, maybe they've got a mini big three with Julius Randle, RJ Barrett and Brunson. But boy, uh, Josh Hart to me has meant everything. 29 minutes this last game, 13 points, six rebounds. He had even better stats in game one, game two. Obviously we know he wasn't feeling great uh, because of the ankle injury. But I just, to me, I don't think enough is being discussed in regard to the addition of, 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 of Josh Hart to this roster at the trade deadline. What say you? Yeah, well, let me, let me just first say that um, I think Jalen Brunson heard you say that they don't have an alpha. And he's like, oh, really? Well, what, what else do I got to do? You know, what, else, what else do I have to do? You need to tell me. But as far as... As fair, far as fair, fair. <laughs> Fair, well, fair. As, but I, I know, I know you say no, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm not saying that, that I disagree with you. Um, at least, at least on paper, you know, like I don't think that you're gonna put Jalen Brunson in the category of a Kevin Durant or of a, of a LeBron James or anything like that. But uh, you know, the guys, the guys playing fantastic basketball. And if he continues like this, I mean, what separates the the superstars and the alphas from the good players is the ability to do it every single night and the ability to do it in the playoffs, right? So if, if Brunson is able to continue his great play and help this team win their first playoff series since, I guess, I, I don't know, 2013 or something like that, first time in 10 years, then, uh, you know, you you will probably have to say his name along those bigger names in the NBA. But to get back to your point about Josh Hart, you know, I think that you can make the case that, I mean, Leon Rose deserves some credit here. You know, like he came under some fire. He came under scrutiny when – the Knicks were not able to to land Donovan Mitchell from the Jazz. It's so funny and coincidental and maybe even ironic that now they're seeing Donovan Mitchell across the floor in the playoffs and they have a chance to, to you know, knock his team out and, and get past him. But I think an argument can be made that Jalen Brunson was the best free agency signing of last summer. And I think an argument can be made, with all due respect to Kevin Durant, that Josh Hart has actually been the best acquisition of this past season, um, you know, at, at the trade de- deadline and even in the weeks prior. Now, obviously, Kevin Durant, you know, and the Suns are a team that has championship aspirations and they're probably closer to a championship than the Knicks are. But when you consider what Phoenix uh, gave up, what they sent out to Brooklyn to get Kevin Durant. You know, like I said, I I think the argument can be made. But, yeah, I mean, Josh Hart has been nothing short of magnificent for somebody who who is playing for a contract and for someone who is playing in the postseason for the first time. I don't really know that you could have asked for anything more 
for a lot of guys when they get to the postseason, particularly playing in New York, it's so intense. You know what I mean? The garden is electric. And for some guys, you have a bit of a deer-in-the-headlights type situation. You know what I mean? We haven't seen that from Josh Hart at all. He's a guy who just shows up every day, plays basketball, and when you look down at the stat sheet, you know, he's filled it up, right? Like he's rebounding the ball for you. He's getting a couple steals, a couple of assists. He's scoring the ball. He's hitting threes. He's giving you pretty much everything you could possibly want and more. So credit to him, and, and like I said, credit to the front office as well because those, those two Villanova guys, they are – you know, the Knicks, the Knicks should probably start sending their scouting department exclusively down to Villanova and maybe maybe stop sending them to Kentucky because uh, some of those <laughs> Kentucky guys really work out, you know? <laughs> I love it. Moke Hamilton joining us here at 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Moke, before we let you go, uh, a few more questions. Number one, who wins today and who wins the series? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland pulls it out, but from what I've seen thus far, you know, I think I think the Knicks are going to do it. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going on the record on your show, Anita. I'm predicting Knicks are going to win. I might even go see what the lines are on uh, one, one of those apps, you know what I mean, and, and make a decision from there. But, you know, I think the Knicks have worked really hard this season to put themselves in this situation. And, uh, you know, the way they looked Friday night, I think Tibbs is going to have them ready to play in the matinee today. And I think they're going to go back to Cleveland up 3-1. How about that? Playoff series, um, you can get the Knicks to win the series at minus 200, which means you're laying $200 to win $100. Should have jumped on this when I told you to do it, when I felt the Knicks were going to win the series even before the series began because they weren't even favored. Uh, just, just, just saying. Just saying, boo. Um, really <laughs> quick, um, I know you're very familiar not just with the Knicks, but, of course, all things NBA, especially here uh, in the tri-state area. Uh, the Nets swept. Uh, they are done for the season. The 76ers now have a lot of time to sit back, rest, get in bead healthy. Meanwhile, the Bucks, uh, they lose to the Heat. So that series is 2-1. And the Boston Celtics lost to Atlanta. So now that series is 2-1. Atlanta hosting the Boston Celtics again today. Marcus Smart, questionable. I just, I, I, this is, didn't, didn't the Boston Celtics learn their lesson last year? Where, you know, like, keep keep the pedal on the metal, right? Like, if the jugular is exposed, go after it. Because now the 76ers are sitting back getting healthy. The Boston Celtics, if they lose again, that's, that series now tied up at 2-2. Could go the distance. So, obviously, uh, will not be, will not have as fresh legs or be as healthy as the 76ers. Uh, your, your, thought, your thoughts on, uh, on how the total NBA postseason is dwindling down? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's sad, right? It's sad. Um, you know, John Morant, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Joel Embiid, like you said. I, I can't really remember a postseason where we've seen so many superstar players, like, missing games, you know? And then you think about the suspension of Draymond Green. And you you really don't want to see that. You know, like, you, you are hoping that teams are as close to 100% healthy as possible, uh, or if not 100% healthy, at least they have everybody available. So, that kind of saddens me a bit. Um, but, I mean, on the bright side, we are seeing some very, very competitive, very exciting playoff series. For me, for me, this is probably like the most exciting first round I've seen in, in, in a number of years. I know Adam Silver is very happy about that. Uh, for, for the Sixers, you know, they, they did what they should have done. You know, I actually predicted the Sixers in a sweep in this series, so I wasn't really surprised. Though I, you know, when Embiid goes down, you think, okay, well, maybe the Nets can get can get game four. But they have a next man up mentality there in that team. And I do think that they 
maybe more than anybody else, who valued the rest and understood the importance of being able to kind of sit back and put their feet up at the crib waiting to see who comes out of the other series, you know? So um, I, I, I like what Philly did. I like their prospects. As far as Boston, Atlanta, you know, I ultimately expect the Celtics to pull this one out. But, Anita, to be honest with you, I'm not really surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if this one ends up ends up going going further than some people think. Just because the Celtics, that, that's been one of the criticisms about them, is that they don't necessarily have that killer instinct. And they do sometimes play around a little bit and, you know, fumble the ball down the stretch sometimes in some close games and end up dropping them. So um, I think that in the Eastern Conference, we're going to have uh, a few long playoff series, and I think it will ultimately benefit the Sixers. And obviously their odds of winning the conference increase dramatically now that we see that Giannis isn't really at 100%. So I, I think it's exciting times. A lot of drama, a lot to still be determined. And, uh, you know, we, we see where we are in a couple of weeks. You rock, Moke. Always great having you on. Moke Hamilton uh, joining us each and every Sunday talking all things NBA right here on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you, my friend. No problem. Take care. You got it. Uh, we get back. Mike and Spike. Mike and Spike. Um, you guys will be first up. 800-919-3776. Knicks fans, I want to hear from you. Hey, are you going to the garden today? Man, am I jelly. Number two, what are your expectations for this game? Unrealistic to think that they'll hold the Cavs to under 80 again, but uh, I'm pretty confident the Knicks are going to win. I will lay the points with the Knicks. I also have some prop bets that I will share with you as well. What are your expectations for the series? 800-919-3776. Ian Marks with you on the Sunday Funday here on 90.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.